0: Hello, uh, my name is Adam Hyde, my name is Kelly Holiday. I'm uh, known as One Half of Peking Duck. I feel like I uh, belong in many spaces, many places, but I'm happiest to be here right now with Tim Blackwell on Introducing...
1: Welcome to the next episode of Introducing. Thank you to everybody who got in touch regarding our last episode with Phineas. You'll be happy to know that Phineas and Billy Eilish are now out of the country after a huge, huge Happier Than Ever tour. He took some time out. He was in Melbourne. He was chatting to us on on his iPad. He sent us the audio and everything. So we did our best with the technology, but I'm I'm glad uh, most of you seemed to enjoy it. Hey, um, it's time for the next episode here with Adam Hyde. I call him Captain Good Vibes. You might know him as one half of Peking Duck. His partner in crime, Ruben Stiles, just welcomed his first little duck baby into the world with his beautiful partner, Emmy. This episode is dedicated to the little bruiser that is Remy, the first duck baby. Congratulations, Ruben and Emma. Now, chatting to Adam Hyde as Kelly Holiday today. It's his solo project, which, in his words, has fed his soul with happiness. He's on the road again, off the back of his debut solo album called Kelly. You should check it out. It's a, it's, a, it's a cracker. It's a good driving album. It's a good album to put on when people are coming over, you know, and maybe you go from two to three or four standard drinks. You know, what of those? It's a belter. We are backstage in this chat at his uh, Metro Theatre show in Sydney, moments before it hits the stage. Apologies, we may have had a tiny tequila shot, potentially a can of Asahi or something. And I'm apologising because I do get a bit loud at the end. But enjoy this. He's amazing. I've never seen him in a sleeve. He loves loves a singlet and a killer pant. It is Adam Hyde, a.k.a. Kelly Holiday. Enjoy. Hey, so we're at the Metro Theatre in Sydney, we're backstage, we've been moved a couple of times, I'm not going to lie, that's fine. Yeah, we've been shaken And not up moved and emotionally the... like we're about to in, with your show, <laughs> but we've been physically moved. Yeah, physically And you've been handling moved. it, you're like, you're the band, you're the boss, you're out front, you it's, don't have people do your dirty work no, for It's you.
0: pretty funny, I'm so used to like, you know, years on the road with Peking Dark where we had a team of like, sometimes fucking 30 people doing everything. Uh, to a degree, you know what I mean? And it was like, oh, they'll handle that, they'll handle that. So the Kelly Holiday experience has taught me a lot, but definitely within that realm of trying to sort out my own shit and, like, making sure that everything's in its right place or just dealing with all the little ins and outs of what it takes to put on a live show, which has taught me a lot, for sure. But things like that are hilarious because it's like, come on, man, let us bring some fucking beers in. Well,
1: so that's so that's kind of the first area then. So I, I know you and Ruben really well and you were actually episode four I worked out of, of this podcast. So, that, so, so then why Kelly
0: Holiday? Kelly Holiday, I think it had to happen, man. It was more of a, as corny as it sounds, it was a cathartic thing that that had to come out of me. I went through a shitty breakup and then... Had done a long, long tour through the States with the Duck. Got back home and I was like, I feel like I need to write some different kind of shit. So I just bought this little guitar, started strumming away, singing, recorded a bunch of demos. And uh, I never planned to put them out or anything. I showed them to Tom, Golden Features. He's like, dude, you got to get these over to Kim. He just produced the last DMA's record. And I was like, yeah, I don't know, Kim. Put us in touch. And he did and then immediately kim's like all right let's just let's get it rolling and we did and then we did the album got johnny took involved yeah uh nathaniel mott in the state a bunch of people were just super keen to work on it which kind of made me think fuck yeah let's explore this more let's get into it and the more that i got into it the more i realized that i needed it and it like truly fed my soul with happiness and now bring it you know into a live space it's been so much fun. So well, it's much almost fun. like
1: that thing about like even if, like, you, you can you can scratch this itch, so then you'll be better with the band, and you'll be better in other areas 100%, of your life. You know, hundred percent. It man. feels like music's very like it's almost gone through that cycle of being very collaborative again. Like you, like you mentioned Johnny before, everyone seems to be working with everyone, and everyone's okay with that. Everyone's trying yeah. their hand over here, and that it doesn't need to be this whole like, well, we're peaking, duck and you can't enter our vortex.
0: Totally, I think COVID did that to a lot of artists as well. I think it did. COVID did that to a lot of people in general to now be able to be around people again. You want to be around people. So you want to just get amongst them more, which is great. It's still a bit of a shame that like live touring and such is still pretty heavily affected by COVID, but it looks like it'll swing around and come back to somewhat, you know, the new normality, whatever that may be uh, in, you know, maybe February or March next year. But uh, yeah, it's sick, man. So many people are doing collaborative things at the moment that it's just creating amazing music. I mean, Damon Albarn's a great example. He's been doing it for years and years, but even the shit he's been doing lately is just like, oh, wow, anyone can do anything. And I've been working lately with a bunch of different artists and it's like, oh, is this for Kelly Holiday's project? Is this for Peking Duck? Is this for their project? Is this for that? doesn't matter. At the end of the day, it's like, what serves the song are we having a good
1: time? Fuck it. Let's do it. Because I, I spoke to you guys. I did, I did your podcast. So this will be out before yours is Yes, yes. Awesome. Um, and I told you, I spoke to Phineas today. Yes. And so uh, Billy Eilish's brother, and I asked him about that too. I go, are you sitting down writing a song for you or for Billy or for someone else? And he goes, the songs that started out for Billy ended up being me. The songs for me ended up being for Billy. Like you yeah. must think the same maybe with Peaky yeah. Duck and, and other kinda projects. It's kind of like
0: what serves the song best and never try get in the way of anything. You know, like if it's going down a certain road and it feels good, let it go down that road. Like, I think imposing any ego or opinions onto a song just so it can be part of a certain project, sometimes, I'm sure, it might be necessary, but I don't think any of those kind of things belong in a creative space. You know what I mean?
1: Was it a conversation that you and Ruben had? Because, you know, you've known each other forever. You grew up together in Canberra. Was it a conversation you both had? Because he's obviously got yoga, where you actually sat each other down over maybe a succulent Chinese meal in Haymarket. <laughs> And said so I'm thinking of doing this or did it just happen and everyone was cool with that Yeah no so I hit him up and I said hey man I'm I'm doing
0: this uh, I've got I sent him all the music all the demos that I have for the album after I'd worked on them a bit with Kim and I, I was like hey I got all these tunes um, I'm gonna put them out I really want to do this like side project called Kelly Holiday. He immediately hit me back and said, Oh my god, this is the best thing. Best news I've ever heard. I've got all this music I want to do. So it was kind of I think it was like a so thing. You of,
1: opened the floodgates. <laughs> I opened them, I did, <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah.
0: And he he uh he received it, he welcomed it with open arms because he really wanted to do his thing as well. He felt quite limited. And I mean, look, to be fair, with with Peking Duck. We haven't dropped an album yet. People think we've dropped like ten <laughs> albums. We haven't dropped one album in our whole career. We're dropping like one song a year, which I don't I I love that as a model. I think it's great. Like if it's a good tune, put it out. We dig it, you know, but it's like there's so we spend so much time in the studio creating. There's so many little babies that we make that can't see the light of day and do their dance in the sunshine because of, you know, the setup we have with Peking Duck. So it's only right to try and uh Get them out there, I guess. Because, like, there's so many songs you write that you really do. You want
1: to fucking share with everyone. But also the way people are consuming songs now yep. is a bit more hit bang, it, bang. and then, yeah. okay, bye. Hit it and quit it, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's it. Like, you yeah, know, people create playlists, like, nostalgic playlists yeah. of your 2019 stuff. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> but, yeah.
1: But I think, like, that's, like, again, I hate to bring it back, but with Phineas was saying with Billie Eilish that did those two songs about TV in the 30th. Yeah. That has put it out. Record company didn't even know about it. And everyone loved it. Really? Yeah, because uh, he was saying that it's very hard to perform songs you wrote four years ago. Yep. But because they only got released this year, you're trying to give the people what they need. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, totally. I mean, by
0: the time a song comes out, you're over it to a degree. Is the cycle
1: still happening, though? Like when when you release it, it is? Okay.
0: I mean, mean, the lead time you want is like a month and a half to ingest with all the DSPs and such and like – even more so if you have a video and the more time the better, they always say, which I totally get, you know, they got their shit going on, but like, it's just funny. Cause every artist, any creative, I know any work that's been put out. If it's been in the pipeline for a long time, they're way beyond. And like their favorite shit is the shit they worked on that morning. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And I think it'll always be that way. And I think if it's not that way, something might be wrong. Yeah. Cause I think the moment that you're not loving your latest thing you've created is the moment that you've stopped making shit that you love if, if that kind of makes sense yeah of course
1: so then uh knowing that Ruben's about to have a baby and probably won't hear this yeah what's the best thing about being like doing a project on your own that you've kind of couldn't do as a band and then what's what, what do you miss about you wingman then as well
0: man Ruben's my brother he really like f- fuck first of all that guy makes me laugh more than anyone I think in stressful <laughs> situations on the road yeah That goes such a long way. Like just laughter and happiness. It makes everything like nothing matters. Why would I even take any of this seriously? We're playing songs for a living. This is the dream. I miss that most about Ruben. And I think the things that I can do with Kelly that I definitely can't do with Peking Duck or with Ruben is tell stories that are specific to my experience. Because Ruben's had a very different experience in life than I have, you know. Same with him telling his story via yoga. Unless you're about to have a baby and you don't know it yet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I might have 10 in Thailand. I don't have 10 in Lucy's Thailand. Lucy's just popped her head up. <laughs> <laughs> I might have 10 in Thailand. Is that my kid? No, I'm joking. no, no. I no. definitely don't. I'm a virgin still. But- That's why my story
1: is so different. (laughs) But, like, the thing is... You fathered the Thai soccer team, you know? (laughs) Yeah, that's
0: really my claim to fame.
1: (laughs) That's what this album's about.
0: No, but, like, you know, some of the songs on the album, I'm saying very specific shit about specific people, specific moments and places, and there's voicemails, and there's things that I wouldn't even want
1: to rope Ruben into. You know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't want to do him dirty like that. that. Did that feel weird, like, without being corny? Like, did that feel like you're putting something on the line? Definitely. Because you weren't hiding behind maybe a brand? Totally. Well, that's the thing with Peggy Duck, right? It's literally hiding behind a fucking kabuki cone. (laughs) And
0: then it drops (laughs) and we go, put your hands in (laughs) here. And I love that. Like, I love that. That's like entertainment at its finest. But it's it's very confronting to be standing in a lit up room and saying, here, I'm going to tell you about a lot of shit that really fucked me up. You know what I mean? And I think through that, that's why I call it, so cathartic, the whole Kelly Holiday experience for me, it like, it really was because it was like letting go and just literally jumping off the cliff and going, fuck it. What's the worst that can happen? And through yeah. that, I've learned a lot about myself, about my peers, about my relationships and the way that I should be as a person. You know, we can all better ourselves. And I think, funnily enough, the projects actually made me a better person. So. Yeah. Big up Kelly Holiday for saving my life.
1: Yeah, nice. And also because you've got that, like you're very. I think it's very rare that you've got that. Like, there's those um, Metallica stories or, or whatever yeah. about the bass player wanting to start his own band and yeah. then they fired him. But the band was never going to be as big as Metallica. But yeah. not letting people, yeah, do. I didn't know they did to. I think it was Metallica or it was a band. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Metallica's like, yeah. "Wait well, on, you're on a salary. This is you're in the Metallica business." Yeah, it's like, but I want to go and do this, and it won't be as good as Metallica. I promise yeah. you. But I need this outlet. <laughs> what could be as good <laughs> as Metallica? <laughs> Nothing. I, although I, I went to the Glastonbury that Metallica were at in 2014, yeah, and like Glastonbury is one of those festivals that they put the tickets on sale before the lineup comes out because yeah. you just go because it's Glastonbury, yeah. And it was all, like a hundred thousand Metallica fans with black t-shirts sitting around going. What's this fucking gay music? Like, just w- oh. waiting for Metallica to come on. So, all, cause you know, most people want all music. Yeah. Metallica fans want Metallica. Yeah. <laughs> they only
0: want Metallica or Slayer. <laughs> yeah. One of the two. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's not really like, that's not festival.
1: No, not you, need not you, need, you need story. to be. You need to be happy. Stop calling me a fag because I'm liking <laughs> this song. <laughs> Why do you guys keep saying gay? Yeah, like, you know. What is it like? Fuck. What, that's not cool anymore. <laughs> no, never was. No, no, no. Um. So tell us about the move to the US because you are kind of you are well. You're here. I see you still a lot, but you're darting back. Well, like, you're going back to do another gig soon, and you yeah. Again. Like, what? What's what was the move or motivation behind that? Man. It,
0: initially I went over to LA three and a bit like just before the pandemic and uh, I had six months off touring and I said why don't I just go and write music in LA well I said why don't I just write do back to back sessions for six months for Peking Dark and where better to go than LA where every songwriter under the sun is based so I went there and then I was like hmm I kind of like this i just stay. And then I stayed and then the pandemic hit yeah. like pretty soon after I was there and I was kind of like do I go back? Do I stay? And a lot of my friends that were Aussie in LA all came back and I was I thought why? Why? No, I don't want to go back. I may as well stay, you know. Mm. Dip, dip my dick in the dangerous water and not the safe one. <laughs> and like that I did and I'm happy that I did because I met, met some amazing people and had some amazing moments that I don't think I would have in Australia but Who's to say that that wouldn't have happened here too, you? Well, the market's so much bigger,
1: right? And and also, like, I've I've learned this having children. If you don't have children, you can do anything. You can go to LA on Wednesday and be back here Friday. Yeah. That's the thing. (laughs) Just do it. Yeah. (laughs) More power
0: to you. Dude, that's everyone I've talked to lately, like, oh, you don't have kids? Go
1: mad. No. Jump Strike. off the bridge, dude. Do this. And I'm like, fuck yeah, all right. Are you still in Venice Beach? I am. Are I you am. are you working out on the on the promenade? Muscle beach, baby. <laughs> I was going to
0: Gold's gym for a bit where Arnie frequents. <laughs> yeah. And uh Fisher, the DJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He works out with Arnie's son. And uh is it Patrick? He's, he's a lovely lad. But Arnie, Arnie's a legend, man. He's a local legend of Venice. He yeah. walks because he lives
1: there. Yeah. He's cruising around. Everyone's yeah. like, big Arnie. He's like, what's up? He's a dude. Do you have a nice Aussie contingent? Because I know Grant Smiley pretty well. You Smiley, know. yeah. So Smiley, but now he, he's like at the Justin Hems of uh, oh, he's, LA. He's yeah. climbing up he's the venue is like crazy. I was with Smiley
0: the other night. Oh, Every yeah? time I see Smiley, he runs over from his beautiful. Whatever one of his many restaurants, he'll run over from behind the bar, yeah. grab my biceps firmly and go, Oh, that's the shit. Yeah, keep it up. <laughs> I'm like, man, he's groping me every time I see him. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not the LAY, LA you're
1: not allowed to do that. Yeah, it actually isn't. <laughs>
0: People get real weird. Really? Out. Yeah. I mean there, there's a certain Aussie uh We're loose. We're, yeah, yeah, we're
1: yeah. loose as yeah. We're loose as is a lovely way of saying we're loose as fuck. <laughs> Very polite of you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, tell us about the show tonight. What can we expect? What, what can people listening to this expect from a Kelly Holiday show? Because, you know, like I, I'm the proud owner of the 2019 Splendour in the Grass yep. uh, Peking Duck guitar that yeah, dude. shot fireworks out of the yeah. head. Uh, and I had that since I was 14, I think. I'm pretty sure that was like the first electric guitar I got. Well, at least whenever you come and hang out in my kitchen, that's the first it's thing there. you see. <laughs> yeah, I love I think it. you and Ruben did say, oh, we both want this. But since we both can't have it, you're- Give it you're, to yeah, t- yeah, 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 100%. Yeah. No, tonight's
0: going to be fun, man. It's uh, We got Lucy Lucy playing Good yeah, Is Lucy
1: around? Do you want to bring her up? Because uh, Lucy. What, what's so not- uh, I spoke to yeah. what's so not the other day. and us get her in there. She's on one of, the, one of the tracks. And here's Jump Good in Say, say something. Hello, whoever is listening. Nice to meet you. No, you don't need- okay. Tim Blackwell's podcast. It's an absolute, <laughs> it's an absolute honor. Hello. This is Josh Faye from Good Lecker. You're a legend. I- Oh, Sometimes. There so now go. you got Lucy here. You can ask her anything you want. Lucy, how are you feeling?
0: Yeah, I'm good. I just got yelled at because I haven't started yet. Because <laughs> you have what? I just got yelled at because I haven't we haven't started yet. Really? <laughs> but I'm good.
1: That's so like, I had Chris from Watson on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, and it was it raves about you. Apparently, you were in it, like huge energy. Anytime you wanted to go to the beach at like five in the morning, you used to rig him and say. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Um, I was on a really bad body clock to be living. We were living at Daniel Johns' house and those who were working like all night because they would just get in the, in the pocket and work all night. And I would tap out at 9 p.m. and wake up at like 5 and they were just finishing the session and I'd be like, anyone came for a swim? And they'd be like, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> we, went, we, did, we went body womping.
1: Okay, good. It's not you body, went body, body whomping?
0: Wamping where you just womp your body in the wave like.
1: Oh, body whomping. You say that like you know what that means. What does that mean? Oh, you never body (laughs) whomped? No. What are you doing at five in the morning tomorrow?
0: Uh, Body whomping at Bondi Beach. So
1: is Lucy Lucy supporting you tonight but also on stage with you? Yeah, she's
0: going to be performing her set with her songs and then she'll be joining me for Where You Feel, I believe, if you're down. down. Yeah, let's do it. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah. This is the collaborative stuff we talk about. It is well, mate. We'll, I know you got us backstage before the show. I appreciate that, but it is it is introducing. So you need to now introduce us to someone that you're listening to or enjoying or okay. liking. Yep, I like that question without notice. It pa- pay it forward, as they say. Pay it forward, as they say.
0: Well, I like to. I like to shout out. Uh, Trying to think of who I've been listening to a lot. That's like new, new.
1: Young no, it doesn't have to be because again with Phineas he said cake, you know the really? band Cake. Is, I'm listening to Cake at the moment. I'm like, I, <laughs> I like, love that song. Wow, it's the late nineties. The <laughs> yeah, she's going <laughs> the think, distance. He reckons that's one of the greatest songs ever written. <laughs> yeah, I think it is. It's pretty good. Cake is sick. Yeah, I've you actually got, like I've got an unreleased song <laughs>
0: that sounds like Cake. Oh, I'll play it for you later. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Um, so you had to perfect the American accent. I think, accent. Y- I think
0: uh, Young Fathers. Yeah. Young Fathers are incredible. Um, I think Steve Lacey is doing a fucking wonderful thing for the world of music. Breaking down barriers, whether it be uh, the way someone is perceived, what rock and roll should be, there we go. What's happening now?
1: Oh, there's even people in here.
0: But yeah, that's (laughs) the party.
1: But yeah, I'd say Steve Lacey, Young Fathers. Mate, well, look, without being caught, I don't want to end it on a corny note, but very proud of you and so happy that you're happy and kelly Holiday is unreal as is the duck and love our relationship Dude, thanks thank for sitting you. down and chatting i love you brother before the show and sneaking in asahi in illegally from japan <laughs> yeah, i always
0: back baby thanks, thank buddy. you love you